Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club podcast, episode 89. Today, we're checking in with the boys in St. Moritz. We got Ollie crushing some workouts in Kiavana and a little pre-race for George as he heads to Paris to race in a 5K. And we got so much else going on. We've got a Florence recap, Portland Track Fest, NCAAs this week, coaching Kev going off his race in the Wisco Mile, and plenty more. So um, without further ado, let's get into it. And I'm here with the boys back in beautiful... Say Moritz, that backdrop never gets old. Um, we're just going to run through it, catch up with these guys first off, see how the training has been. Ollie in the pre-show mentioned to me that he did the greatest workout of his career. So I am very excited to hear about what that was, the specifics of it. But yeah, boys, how's St. Moritz going? It's going good. Um, we just had a lovely cooked meal by Mario and Yarod, kebabs, some Ethiopian um, style potatoes and veg. Some rice, teams up, uh, enjoying the beautiful weather. It was kind of shit the past couple of days with the rain, but it's great to be able to be outside again and enjoy the lovely St. Moritz um, vibe, essence, as they say. But it's been good here. We've just been hanging out, playing a lot of Mario Kart, getting good training in. Um, yeah, just the usual things you do in training camp, hang around with the team and enjoy each other's company. So we've been grinding Mario Kart. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of crazy how good we've gotten in the past. What like three Ollie's, days? I mean, I, Ollie's actually gotten dude my, more. Ollie's gotten really good. It's really annoying. It's because I don't play video games other than like he's actually been him and Mario have gotten really good. Yeah. Right, if everyone everyone already knows that Yara, if if the listeners don't know Yarod's amazing, I don't know what you think. He's un, he's almost unbeatable. Living under a rock. Yeah, he's almost but Yarod is literally unbeatable at Mario Kart, and. So the rest of us are just like battling it out for like <laughs> some podium places. Or it goes like Yarod and then like Ollie and Mario. Like they actually got Colin. Like, Colin's there as well. Pretty, oh, Colin's, Colin's really good. This yeah. is Col- Ollie, Mario, and Colin Wong, a content creator. If you guys don't know Colin, are like the next rung down. And then me and Clicker. <laughs> like, I mean, me and Clicker bring up the. Re- I'm I normally beat Clicker. I'm, well, you guys sometimes come through and beat me and Mario, Click- depending on like a blue shell really. or. You know, Very rarely. depending on the carnage that comes from Mario Kart, we'll play Mario Party. Click is the worst. Click, click, click is just always. Is he's worst. always going. Good God, man! How can I can't I can't turn here? And he's just like going backwards. <laughs> but um, it's been good. I mean, we've really been enjoying um each other's company. And I mean, when you're in training camp, you're kind of in that that mindset of just crushing, uh, running and relaxing as much as you can, uh, in between. So it's been good here. Yeah, we we are. Oh, he's right. It looks like a green screen right now. This is actually... It does is not real, look real. But we haven't been outside since the last time you guys saw this in the last pod. It's been raining every day, all day. So that's been a bit sad. Um, probably why we've been playing so much Mario Kart, actually. I think that's probably credited, yeah. Um, yeah, that all that all makes sense. That checks out. I uh, I hope that you guys can close the gap to Yarrod because that was a very We're wide gap before, before you guys left to Europe. So let's try to close that, huh? Sometimes I actually just don't understand. Like, what, what's why? Well, he does. Okay, so Yarrod does this thing though. Like, so we obviously we don't have a switch. We don't play a lot of Mario Kart. We've played it when we're kids, but not religiously like Yarrod does. But there's these little secret things you can do to, to get good or mm. to get faster. And then he'll mention it like halfway through the race, and we're like, "Why would you tell us <laughs> before when we could actually be able to beat you? You're just too far ahead." He's like, "Oh yeah, you can press this button, and it, um, it helps you like gain extra speed." It's oh, like yeah, if you, halfway if, through the race, if you collect coins, it uh, your top speed goes up. Yeah, Yo, I only just found that out. I only yeah. just found that out. Okay, so during I went over. 
The other person who has a Switch is Robbie Andrews, and I watched the Portland Track Fest, and early on, there were a few more boring races, so we played some Mario Kart, and that was the exact same thing, where I was like, why are there like coins? Like, what, what's like, what do you get for those? And he's like, oh yeah, it makes you faster. I'm like, what the fuck? I've been like avoiding those. I don't, I don't give a fuck. So is Robbie yeah, good? that's a big game. Robbie is solid. He's definitely a more casual Mario Kart player when you more compare casual. him to Yared. So I think he'd probably stack up like more similar to you guys. So yeah, I think, dude, we should probably buy a Switch then and just like start <laughs> I, I was looking at one, Morgs. I'm not kidding. I was looking at one They're not the that day. expensive. No, and they're good to travel with too. And like, that's the one thing with Mario Kart and stuff. You can always just have a quick few games with a few friends. It's a good yeah. communal game. Okay, well, so, we'll get into that. Socializing is good for, for training camp. There's not a lot it to is. do in Samurites. We, we, it is beautiful, but it's not, it's not a super riveting, uh, I don't know, lifestyle. Out. Well, I, well I, once, once, once Coffee Club goes <laughs> global, international, as they say, with multi-billion dollar uh, deals thrown left, right, and center. We can have our own coffee shop kind of hangout area based in St. Moritz. We'll build it here and it'll help runners and athletes kind of enjoy their time. Here. We can Wait, start like, doing like the rich people activities there. We can buy a Ferrari and do like the Ferrari meetups and, you know, just the normal St. <laughs> Moritz things. What it is, like, unless you're like driving around in your classic Ferrari and coming to like the conventions or in the hotel. Mm. The, there's so many missed opportunities at the lake. There's like nothing down there. To, there's no like lakeside coffee or lakeside ice cream. Or like Even a restaurant. <laughs> there's nothing there. You can go and jump in the lake, but that's about it. I, fish there. I convinced Colin to jump in the river today. Like, you know, the one down by the bridge. And mm-hmm. he went, they just immediately started hyperventilating. He was like not breathing. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, he doesn't have but, enough fat on him to to keep him warm. I'm sure the water there must be so cold right now, like still early summer. So I I jumped in it late summer last year, and it was still really really tough. So like I guess you melt. can see the mountains compared to last time. The snow's been melting a bit, so that's probably where uh, some of that water is coming from, and it's probably right, freezing. Actually. But so let's get into the uh, specifics of kind of the last few workouts. Starting with, I just really want to hear what you guys did down in key event ollie can you kind of give uh for the listeners as well give kind of what like i don't know some people might not even know what key event is so kind of give like what a day down in key event looks like yeah so like i i'd never been down to key event uh until this workout and obviously morgs has been down um and mario too mario was telling me a bit about it it's a pretty special place actually if you're basing and save some risks because you usually go down there to do you know the big workouts the big uh the big prep for leading to major races and uh it's a cool track it looks over like this beautiful area of italy uh it's about like i would say about an hour if ritz is driving 45 minutes to get there because he'll just almost drive off the cliff because it's quite a windy kind of road um to head all the way down because it's pretty much at sea level it's about 900 feet i think or 300 meters or something like that um so pretty much sea level um and I was really excited because it was my first time down there and I was looking forward to getting some good coffee and some good food. Uh, And like, it was just a really beautiful place. Uh, The weather was great. So we went down there and we had this big workout that uh, Mario, Jared and myself were doing. And Charles Grethen, who's uh, always, uh, not an OEC athlete, sorry, he's an on-sponsored athlete from Luxembourg. Um, He joined in as well. He's uh, staying here. And we went and did the workout, which was eight sets of 400, 200. Um, so 400s were supposed to be at 56 and the 200s at 27 and you take a minute between the 400 and the 200. So like really kind of 
straight into a 27, um, 200, and then you take three minutes uh, and then you do that set again. So we did, um, I think three, I think we did three of the sets in um, like a flat and then we progressed to the spikes for the last five sets. So it was a pretty big workout. Um, obviously training has been going really well for Mario, Yared and myself. And like, particularly after a bat, we had a bit of rest here. We've been able to get a few runs in. So now it was time to, to get those legs spinning. And, um, now we crushed it. It was pretty, pretty amazing workout. We averaged 55.3 for the 400s and 27.2, I think for the 200s. So like we were, we were flying and I think it, it, it definitely shows how fit these other two boys are too. Um, the rest was getting annoying. So, um, Ritz was thinking about cutting the rest, but he didn't want us to go out of control. We kind of just, you know, kept the workout the same and it definitely looked, uh, I mean, Colin will obviously have some footage and stuff and it'll be cool to see, uh, that when it comes out, it was really, really amazing workout. I, I look back at like a lot of the workouts I've done, obviously done some crazy stuff with, uh, Morgs and and George and and Joe in the longer side, but for like specific fifteen hundred meter work, this is probably the best workout like I've ever done, even though it's at sea level and you know there's a bit of rest there. But just being able to consistently hit fifty five, fifty fours like really comfortably, and then jog straight two hundred meters to to rip another two uh, twenty seven, and feeling very very like comfortable like that was a really good indicator indicator for the three of us leading into Oslo because Oslo is going to be a pretty stacked race and. Obviously, you've got to be at the top of your game to compete against those boys. So I think we did an amazing job with that workout. And uh, I think Rich was pretty happy. And it was just a beautiful day down in Kiavana. I've got a coffee and a walking around. And just everyone down there is just chilling, man. They don't care about anything else in the world. They're just like super, super mellowed out. And it was a pretty awesome experience to go down there for the first time. So it went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the trip down to Kiavana is an interesting one because it is – it's a little bit annoying to have such a, it's an hour drive on a super windy road going down to a workout. Like that's not ideal, but it's so beautiful there, especially after being up in St. Moritz. The, just being in Italy where everything is, you know, a bit different, things are cheaper, the food is a, little, is a lot better, the coffee is like good coffee and stuff. So I think the vibe there is just amazing. And I think what you mentioned about the track specifically, it's definitely got an aura because I I wish like, if you all the i mean if you look think about it in history the workouts that have been done there are probably ridiculous because the best runners have been coming up to St. Moritz and making that trip down to Kiavenna for so long now so yeah when people go down there it's yeah exactly like you said like people know it's time to rip they're prepping for generally their biggest races of the season so it is a very special thing to do we definitely recommend it to anyone who is uh, I don't know, on a running trip up to St. Moritz and thinking about going down there or whatever because it is really so beautiful and just a different vibe, a nice little getaway. But, man, that is an absolute killer workout. We should mention, I guess, so the race that you guys, you mentioned Oslo. Um, yeah. It's on Thursday next week. So I guess we won't actually have an episode that comes out. Like next week's episode, we'll talk about Oslo, I imagine, but it won't come out until after the race already. So, yeah, yeah I'm just excited to... Uh, I mean, you boys, I think everyone knows what form you, you three are in and the hype around that race with Jakob apparently going for the world record there, being in a race like that. That's just going to be so amazing. So I imagine clicking off a workout like that is just perfect. There's nothing else you would really want right now rather than doing a workout like that, and especially the fact that you guys felt so good doing it. It wasn't like – it sounds like it wasn't like you guys were like fucked. It sounds like you guys were feeling good. 
Yeah, Ritz, Ritz definitely was a bit not – he wasn't surprised, but he was kind of hoping we'd be on the ground. He was expecting <laughs> to do one of those workouts. And you look over and you see – I mean, um, Charles definitely felt felt the sting of it because I think he hadn't done anything like that and he just come off a race too. But um, you look around and, like, I'm feeling 100% Mario's just skipping away and then Yara's yawning. So um, – the boys are ready. The boys are ready. Yeah. And I, I am very excited for the three of us because I think if that race does go um, in a world record attempt direction, uh, you'll see the three OEC boys being able to run really fast. I think we're strong enough to hopefully pull off a sub-330 race if it, if it does turn out to be like that um, in Oslo because uh, that workout definitely showed that we're in, in a good spot. So it was, it was really awesome to be a part of. And I think the three of us really, and Charles, obviously the four of us, really enjoyed uh, doing it down there. If Jingy oh, yeah. really goes to two world records in six days, that's outrageous. If Why not? Really well, if, you, if you're good really enough to if you're good enough to break one, then you're good enough to break another one, right? You may as well do it a few days later. That's what we talk about with the double gold, right? If you're doing the five k, ten k to, yeah. to medal at Worlds, might as well do both. If world records to do. are a bit different. Yeah, world records are a little different. <laughs> they don't come but around every day. I mean, the dude, you know, he's doing it for a reason. Gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be he's doing it for a reason. It is interesting that he's doing the two, going for the two mile one first because you would think that he would. You could imagine him saying, "I want to put all my eggs in the basket of the go for the fifteen hundred because the fifteen hundred at the end of the day, the two mile world record is ridiculous, but the fifteen hundred at the end of the day is probably the one that you would prefer to to have." I reckon he's so. thinking you don't get that many shots at the two mile, like maybe only one <laughs> ever, and he's pretty much going to do the fifteen every few weeks for the rest of his career. I'd say it's a pretty fair assessment, yeah. He'd kind of get in there. Yeah. That makes so sense. If it's, not, if it's not perfect in Oslo, you'll be like, ah, all good. I'll just do it another time. I'll just go to the next one and go for it wherever because, yeah, you're right. There are so many good 1500s on the calendar. But, man, Ollie, so good to hear that. Very excited to, to see you guys line up in that. Boys are ready. Ah, Boys are ready. Yeah. Boys are ready. What about you, George? How's training been in St. Mary's? I've been working out too. I mean, yeah. having money. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never been to Kiavina still when this has been my third time in Samaritz and I haven't been and I don't think I'm going to go this trip I'm really just holding out for some reason <laughs> for the big one you don't want to yeah, you don't want to lose the, the altitude benefits you want to stay up there for as much as you can save my, my Kiavina uh, virginity for another time must yeah you'll pop your cherry eventually George don't worry um, I've just been I've been ticking along getting ready for a, a 5k this week Instead of a world record of 10, 1500. So, training's been a little bit different. Um, did a, what have I done? Some threshold with Jonas mm-hmm. when I got here. A little fartlek last weekend in a very interesting pair of shoes, um, which top secret? Ollie wouldn't have mentioned. Top, like most top secret ones we've had yet. So I actually, I can't believe you mentioned can't. it before me. I know that's what yeah. I was going to say. I can't believe Ollie didn't mention that. Nah, it's top we've secret, had, mate. We've had some more. Um, the the team from Zurich has been up the road in uh, in town last. They were kind of here over the weekend um, with some some new shoes and um, a bit of a new project they have going on, and it's very under wraps. So, mm. but I I tried a pair of shoes for the Fartlek, and that was a lot of fun. Just a just a solo one, and then. Me and Jonas ran a we ran a four twelve mile today in uh in Samaritz. Just a little tune up for Saturday's on track nights. 
uh, fast 5K. Next one in the series oh, yeah. after London. And I'm hoping it's going to look just like London because that meet looked so sweet. I'm looking forward to the chasing the motorbike through the tunnel. That's what I'm imagining. If it's not like that, you're going to be severely I'm, disappointed. You're going to be really pissed. You're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I've vibed it up. Now I'm already, I'm already regretting putting my expectations so high. Nah, it's all right. It's all right. It'll be good. I have faith. Yeah. So, no, I've just been feeling good. Although I did have quite an experience this afternoon on the massage table. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, not that, not that kind of experience. I get massages now. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I was on the table for How over long? two hours, more. <laughs> you would have loved was, it, actually. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's my dream. Was that kind of thing. <laughs> um, Zuhair. Moroccan yeah. guy yeah. who has worked on Mario and Sage last summer. Apparently, did he's, you, he's good did friends work... with Jordan Donnelly. That's how. Yeah. That's how he's like. He's a good friend of Jordan Donnelly, who's head of the Lightning team, and uh, I think he was massaging Sage and Mario like near the end of the season. Yeah, I went, I was, went to the spirit realm of massages. It was ridiculous. Okay, sometimes was after, yeah, sometimes after a two-hour massage, you feel terrible. Sometimes you feel amazing. Sometimes you feel terrible. Was this like, how did you feel? After <laughs> where where are you on that scale? Uh, some of me felt great. Some of me <laughs> felt pretty terrible. So you're half and half. I think I'm going to feel pretty rough tomorrow morning. Um, we worked out a day earlier than we generally would for a race and and got a good a good rub down. Um, what is today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, mate. So, Norris still said it. So, I'm confident I'll feel good in a few days, but it was it was crazy more life-changing experience <laughs> from George. I got to get one of those. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> you you definitely it definitely sounds like a Morgan McDonald special, really. A 2-hour massage yeah. where it takes you to another realm. Yeah. Have I told you guys about the Hamish and Andy thing with the massage? No, but I bet this will be good. This will be good, yeah. <laughs> Hamish so, and Andy. So, Hamish loves massages and they wanted to test the theory of uh is too much of a good thing a bad thing and so hamish chose to do a massage and he i think he started in the morning and he they they record their show like 4 p.m so he'd been getting massaged all day and then he recorded the episode from the massage table and they were just like i think i don't know how long it ended up being let's just say like six or eight hours and he's like yeah still feels amazing <laughs> that's what i was like i was like, a good thing a bad thing <laughs> that's funny that's really <laughs> funny so i well, i got that, that would happen to donnelly last year he would come up from zurich like pretending he was coming for work but he'd actually just be coming to see this zuhir guy and then he'd be in there for like five hours and he'd come out with like apparently his it band all like black and blue and he'd just be like yeah yeah I needed that. Needed that. <laughs> wow. I'm so, so jealous right now. I didn't go quite that far. But, um, so that was, further that was my this Paris race on, so we should do a little preview for that. I, I Thanks, forgot bro. that that was this week. And well, we have the Paris Diamond League. There's actually a lot of racing this week. We're in the thick of it right now. But um, do you know what the field is looking like for that one? I, I think Jonas is doing it, right? Jonas and myself from from our team and yeah honestly don't really know there is a very long list of entries there's heaps of french people like no surprises and supposedly a few of them have prs like 13 11 13 14 13 15 um and then there's a couple of africans with like 12 50 something prs but like who knows if i don't know if they're actually coming and then Emmanuel Bohr's entered. 
American. Hell yeah. Um, who ran, he ran in LA at the distance classic when I was there and ran, he was either right behind Neil and Lalo or right in front of Neil and Lalo, like 13, 10 or 12 or something. So he's fit. Um, That's not bad. Do you know what the pacing is? I also don't know. I Maybe because it's out, maybe we get to decide it's an on me. <laughs> I was talking to Ritz about it today. We hit, there are wave lights and there are paces around. He, I know he said he wanted 13. He said he would like the lights to be at 13 minutes. That That's makes, quick. That's very slow. exciting. That's, <laughs> That's very exciting. Sure. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it'll be a great one. I mean, if the weather cooperates in Paris, unlike last year, I believe mm-hmm. that was the looking, last year was hot. Last year was hot. It's looking a bit warm, especially for Alicia's, which we may as well preview to. Alicia and Sage are on Friday night the night before the on meet at the diamond league and it's looking like 85 during the day like is that 30 degrees mm, almost that's oh, warm 85 that's warm. warm it's probably about 30 and then mid to high 20s and the, the sunset's not till 9 45 so it doesn't it doesn't cool down much so they're like the diamond league's going to be at an 80 degree it's going to be a stinker probably. it's going to be a stinker yeah, um, that'll be a tough one. But isn't yeah, but, so that five k is? Do we? Is it confirmed that Alicia is going for the American record? Is she saying that she, publicly? She's going for it. She's going for it. <laughs> Ritz is Ritz is completely on board. Um, confirmed with you Ritz. Know, when we're talking about the weather, he's like, she can handle it. She doesn't know what she's doing. She knows it. And uh, it, he's looking forward to it as much as she is for that American record attempt. I think the field is very good. Faith, uh, it's Faith, Faith is running it. Faith is running. I it. saw it's that. Cool. Well, yeah. So it's it's. Gonna be a pretty hot shot race, and uh, I feel like a lot of things have to line up to run fourteen twenty two or faster. Mm. She's obviously fit enough, but whether or not, like yeah, everything, yeah. everything yeah. has to kind of fall into place for that kind of for that kind of performance, particularly yeah. Because the records, do, but then it also could. Who's die. the record held by? Who is the record? Is it Shelby? Yeah, <laughs> Shelby has it. <laughs> is it actually? Yeah, Shelby yeah, has well, a fourteen twenty three. Um, back to the podcast. Uh, it's it's all leashes. It's all hers. Um, so looking forward to to Ritz just speaking into reality yeah. uh, for Alicia, and but she's in obviously in amazing shape. So looking forward to seeing her crush it out there. And Sage is running the eight. Do we know who's in that field? Looked very good. Yeah, I think she was saying Keely, Raven, Ajay, Natoya, Gore. Oh, the Infinity Stones. Yeah, all- the Infinity Raven Stones are just big, got- you know, Raven just got beat. Did you guys see that in Portland Track Fest by Nia Atkins? Yes. But I has is Raven raced in like forever? I don't know. I no, thought that was quite I think that was Raven. her first race for a while. Was she wearing a UTI singlet? She was. Um she was running a UTI singlet? Okay. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know when the last time she's raced. Maybe you Worlds? She raced the Worlds? Well, I mean, yeah. I just don't remember. I don't think she's raced. Has she even raced this season? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time Raven might have been. I think it might have been her opener. Mm. Oh, well, it's open. You know, it's an opener. As as the Brooks Beast coach would say, you know, sometimes the openers, you're not supposed to run your best. So we just previewed two meets and summarized one all in like 15 seconds. (laughs) People are going to hear something. A little funny tidbit from. I like, yeah, this is getting real chaotic. A funny tidbit from the Portland Track Festival. Yeah, did go you for guys it. 
So Eric Sawinski was pacing three races that night. I think it was both heats of the 800, like the B, the A heat of the 800. And then possibly, was did he pace the 1500 as well? He must have. I'm, yeah, I saw a video he of him pacing been, it. That must be the three. So, and it was really funny because I was watching it with Robbie Andrews and he was texting Robbie in between the, the races. Like he's just like oh, really? chilling in between and just texting him. And oh, I don't know if this is the type of thing I should say, but so <laughs> before the men's 800, Pete Julian comes up to him because he had Noah Kibet racing. And I think maybe Ch- was Charlie. I think Charlie Hunter as well. Charlie Hunter was amazing. Yeah. He asked for the most ridiculous pace. I think he asked for maybe 116 at 600. He, does that sound right? Or 115? That I don't know. 120. It was like 115 or 116 at 600 meters. And he said, if you run that, I'll give you two, uh, $200. That's what he offered Damn, him to, to, to do that. $200. Dude, that, <laughs> yeah. that's so funny. That's like, he, he knows Swinsky paces like diamond leagues for a living. Like That guy makes thousands got, of dollars. He, he probably has an unlimited <laughs> Nike budget. Yeah. And he gives him 200 bucks if he runs how 115 far, how, how far did he go? So I think, well, the the thing was, I think the pacing, the pacing, they didn't even go with him. That was the crazy thing then. That's the that's, that's the punchline to that story is that he went out really quick and then they they didn't even go with him. Oh my god, that's so did, did funny! He, did he get the two hundred dollars? No, he he, st- he stopped it. He stopped early, like four hundred or five hundred, because he looked back and he had a gap, and I think he was just like fuck it, because I think the field, like the main field, only went through in fifty three. So they just weren't even. I on did him. see. I did see Kerr uh, do an interview afterwards and say like he was his whole plan for that race was to even split, which he did. Yeah. He ran one forty six. He did. So then his plan was never to go with the pacer. <laughs> but then what would have happened to no, his but... plan if they went out in one fifteen in the six hundred? You have to even split. Okay, it? <laughs> if they went out in one fifteen at six hundred, that last two hundred, they're either running one forty two. Or they're dying pretty bad, and <laughs> even if it's you run not... thirty, you run one forty five. That's so, um, yeah that was just the most hilarious thing to hear like that's that's just asking for ridiculous pacing but um if we're talking about the Poland track first we may as well finish our roundup on that as well natural progression i think we should give a probably a shout out to our boys olin and ben one two in the 5k it was great to see him mm. out there getting after it it's always hard to get to a 5k when you're doing so much of it solo. Olin went in behind the pacer and led so much of it and ended up with a small PB. So big shout out to him. And I'm not sure if that was a PB for Ben or not, but I think it, it wasn't a bit... from what Alicia said. It wasn't. But he's coming off some sickness and stuff. So that was pretty good for him. But the major storyline on the men's side from this meet was the 1500. It had really big names. It was a very interesting mix of things because it had so many big names, but a lot of question marks because it wasn't like people were in their top form. It wasn't like it was Yared versus Hobbs versus Cooper, guys who have just run 332, three, you know, very recently. It was Olympic gold medalist, US champs, but who knows exactly what shape they're in. That's Cole, um, Matt Sanchowitz, and Craig Engels. But it was the one who got the dub was a Mon Kemboy, who I'm a big fan of him. I've been, we've been racing against him in college for a long time, back when he was even at Campbell. I don't know if you guys remember that back in the day. Yeah, I remember. He's he's been he's been right. clicking away. So to see him get yeah. the win in that field was very impressive. It was cool. It was cool. Fun fact, he's a five time 
cross country all American. Really, that. one of the rare Damn, breed. Ken Boy coming out with a stat. That. <laughs> That's sick. Well, he ran that race pretty awesome. Chicken, but either way, I'm pretty sure yeah. he is. It's a Five very time. lucrative list to get on. American. <laughs> but yeah he just like took he just like had the strongest kick of the end essentially but then there are a slew of great performances behind him the biggest one was <laughs> Cole Hocker because he hasn't raced in ages and he he clicked off the world standard closing in a 55 there was pictures where you couldn't even see him in the frame at the bell and then he only came second by very small margin so <laughs> I guess he was he was pretty tentative the way he went out I listened to a post-race interview with him and he said that if he ran under 339, he would have been happy. Like that was kind of his goal based on coming back from injury and stuff. So I was very, very impressed with that. So I guess. That dude yeah. is very good. I saw he, in the splits where it says like positions gained, he gained 10 places in the last lap. <laughs> it's not bad. Very impressive. And also, I, feel I, wonder who, I wonder who else has done that. I don't think of it. <laughs> can't think of anyone. He also, um, he also said that was his third time in spikes this year. Mm. Yeah, he's been dealing with Achilles stuff, happy. he said. Yeah. Mm. Dude, been, I've seen him like at races. Like I saw him in Boston and and somewhere else. But like like kind of planning to race and then be like, yeah, no, nah, bro, like kind of flared up again. Like and no, I, I, I like Cole a lot, so it's fucking sad to just see him on the sideline for so long and shit, he's obviously he's so good. <laughs> he's so talented man um nice to see him back he's very entertaining to watch race too like why who doesn't want to see someone gain 10 places on the last lap that's pretty good i also was impressed sorry sorry mom the uh andy powers guys karen johnny prakel just taking on up front and going through in 236 at the bell 236 is really fast Mm. yeah I mean, obviously, because they ran fast, but and I think it was Kieran who was leading at the bell. Yeah, that yeah, is, Kieran, that's... Kieran looked amazing. He he looked really good. He didn't have the same last lap as some of the other guys. And yeah. Kieran, I think, is more of like a fifteen hundred five k guy. So I guess maybe that's to be expected. But yeah, it's exactly that. Like he took it on and he went for it, and he he got a PB as well. So credit to him. But didn't used to going out and like you can run low three thirties in a going out in two thirty six. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I've definitely never gone through in that. You can close hard, 100%. Nor have I. Nor have I. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was um, a cool race. Yeah, it was sick. And also, shout out to Drew Hunter, 335. <laughs> the dad strength that, is, that, is real, I guess. Dad strength is, is it's real, on. bro. It's real. <laughs> More important than sleep. So, yeah, that was a cool little meet, the Portland Track Fest. Um, but the other big meet that we want to talk about is the Florence Diamond League because we had some big performances there. The, I mean, can't say enough about the women's 1500. The way that Faith ran that, I, I would like to get your guys' take on this after, but I was just like, so shout out, credit to Sage for pacing it. She did an amazing job. They went through bang on 204, which I think was so cool because often when you see the women trying to run quick in the 1500, like 350 type quick, they just go out in like 201. Like they just go so crazy the first two laps and faith went out a little more slow and then her last lap like the way that she was sprinting was just absolutely unbelievable she closed so hard and i mean she broke a crazy big world record i mean the 1500 meter world record you can't say enough about that so i think that was amazing to see and then our girls josette and Cinta, i think they were seventh and ninth both running 401 it was a good race for josette coming off the plane she's still got 
I think she's racing. She's also racing Oslo, right? Yes. But then the big one, obviously close to my heart, Sinta finally like kind of cracking through in the pro scenes, running 401, getting the world champ standard. That was so huge. As you guys top know, Italian I get really nervous. Well. Yeah, top Italian in the Italian Diamond League. Like she couldn't have asked for much more. And she's been grinding away, I think. I mean, a lot of the people on this team could say this, but she's had like very consistent training, just you know, clicking away week after week. And she's been, I think it's one of those performances where like, you know, it's there, but you actually have to go do it. And she went and did it. So massive sense of relief for her, I know. So an amazing performance. But yeah, what did you guys think watching that one? Because it was, it was pretty spectacular. Yeah, I thought watching Faith, um, when, when Sage did an incredible job pacing and then she kind of stepped off and then Faith started to open up. I like Jordy and I like, we'd always talk and Morgan too, you as well, like about like watching beautiful runners run. Like she is in a, a beautiful runner. Like when she opened up, like she looked amazing. Um, and it was a pretty, pretty much a privilege to watch her run. Like one of the coolest, yeah. One of the coolest world records I reckon I've seen. Cause just the reaction from obviously like everyone's going to react pretty amazing to a world record, but just to see like how much respect she has from her own competitors um that was something that was truly special because there's not many um events in track and field you could say that you'd see the whole kind of field just go up and hug the girl that smashed everyone by multiple seconds and just be over overjoyed for her you know and her achievements particularly uh, her as a mother like she dedicated the race to all mothers out there saying you know it's always possible to achieve things um right regardless if you're you're a mother or not so she she was pretty inspiring and yeah i've i thought it was amazing it, it it definitely inspires me for oslo that's for sure seeing someone crush like that um i thought like watching josette and Cinta run so well too it's pretty awesome to see like our team is just getting elevated um every time we look at a race or a competition we just competing uh, with the best in the world and it's kind of just surreal to see um them perform like that in such a stacked 1500 meter race um, I should shout out Jess Hull breaking the Australian record as well. She kind of went after it with Laura Muir. Um, wasn't afraid of the, the hot pace at the start and they definitely got rewarded with a, a sub four performance and an area record for Jess. So congrats to her. She's been crushing it. Um, and yeah, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. I, I really, it's definitely, definitely really cool to watch it with everyone too, like uh, here in St. Moritz. Yeah. Her stride is unreal to watch yeah it's cool it just looked like there was no question she was going to do it yeah, with, like, yeah even though she had to close in what was it like a 58 or it was i think she, so she closed in like 58.9 or something. she, she was ahead of the lights with 200 to go everyone like was but like, then we found screwed. out after that the lights were set at like 51 351 or something so yeah. she actually did have to beat the lights by a by a considerable bit, margin by a bit of a but it made it look cool <laughs> she was just looked like she's flying and then she just yeah. kept running <laughs> she's like yeah and mother, yeah, she did a pretty quick two? victory lap mother as well. Two, I think, yeah, like mother that, of two. That's so epic. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah so. On center too. Apparently, she was just absolutely swamped up yeah. to meet by Superstar. like Italian kids. So yeah, that's pretty epic, yeah. Like she was apparently just so popular. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't get to the car. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard uh, from Reds. Sounds like that's what you want, man. Yeah. That's what you want. Like your hometown, yeah. you go have a big performance like that, and then you just get the crowd. Like like what you had when you went back to Australia, I imagine. It was a very similar vibe to that where it's where you really get to feel like the 
highs of the sport, I guess. Just they're interacting with the fans and stuff after a good performance. Nothing really yeah. beats that. That's kind of what we're all chasing, I guess. No. So, Clicks yeah, but then, Clicks Max. Yeah. yeah, you guys describe that race because awesome. this was, yeah, you guys give it a rundown because this was just a crazy, chaotic 5K. Do you want to describe it? Or yeah, I you, could, did, I did, you did the last one. <laughs> well, they were, it was it was pretty much every 5K runner in the world except like Jengi, we decided from like pretty much. worlds or pretty much the Olympics or anything. It was, the field was ridiculous. It's the deepest field ever for Diamond League ever. Yeah, was in time before the race and after the race. Yep. Um, who is oh classic uh bitters guys thrown down at the front? Um, yeah, one of them looks tough. One of them looks slightly unprepared. I'm gonna be honest. I just just Robinson, Robinson, the Irish guy. I struggled within within three or four laps. Apparently, Rich was yelling at him to get off the track. (laughs) (laughs) That's another way to put it. Rich was yelling at him. Step off! Step off! No. but yeah, he, he looked like he was he was hurt a little bit earlier than expected. But then Rainer was the next pace, all right? And Rainer took it on for a bit and caught up to the lights. But mm. I, Rainer's just coming off the London Marathon in the yep. fall, right? Sixty twos have got to feel pretty fast. Well, he did. He didn't make that. it full three k. I don't think he made uh, it pretty close. He made it twenty eight hundred. I think. Yeah, yeah. 20, yeah. So, but they sorry, were off, they were off the pace because I think the pace was meant to be seven forty five. They went through in seven fifty. Yeah. So yeah, so they were five seconds seven, off. Seven forty six or seven or something, and then. Our boy, or I guess my my boy Louis G hits the front at three k, <laughs> which is kind of getting like classic from him actually. Like he hit the front at World Champ Semi, and wait, did he go to the front in the final? Maybe not. No. But and like Milrose, he loves going to the front kind of mid race these days. But then he kind of put the brakes on and ran a sixty five. I don't know. I mean, Two sixty five. No, I think it was just one. He, but he looked like he was just absolutely chilling. Like he looked so good, but he just slow down for a little bit so then they went 65 and then i think that um meanwhile joe's just kind of chilling mid-pack joe was in a good position i thought he was in the inside he was still with all the action but i've never ever seen a diamond league end up the way it led into the last two laps where you had i think seven seven guys like lining up ready to just kick it down and these aren't just seven guys that like like there's seven. seven of the best. No, dude, it was seven. It was well, like I'm saying, like at the front, there's still like the rest oh, yeah. of the field there. But like there's seven guys lining up, and you have the world champ on the outside. You have Tefera, you have Borrega, you have Mokatir, you have all these guys that are like yeah. Chapter guy was buried. I was like, I, was, I didn't yeah. know he was in the race. Like the world record holder was just chilling just chilling at the back. Like this, this was a crazy race, and the last two laps, everyone was in it. Everyone, and they weren't just in it. It was competitive. It was great racing. This is like what George gets a wet dream about is like these type of races where it's, it is kind of quick, but it's just like so competitive. You have the best in the world and they're just fighting at it tooth and nail. Luckily for us, Joe didn't go down because he had another clip again um, with about 350 to go. Um, the Swedish guy, Jim, I can't pronounce Andreas, Andreas. Andreas. Andreas, unfortunately, went down, which sucks for him because he was probably around about to run sub 13. Um, yeah. He went down and Joe was able to kind of maneuver around that, but Joe, like, also Woody Kincaid. You got to give it to Woody. He was out of the picture, classic Woody, out of the picture, and then just comes home like a steam train. He was it was so just an incredible back. race to watch. It was such a fun race to watch. Mokatir getting the dub um, over Kachalka, and you know, he said, I think around twelve fifty two. Like to to be win that field, to win that race with that type of field is something that's like 
great confidence booster, I imagine, leading into he's running Oslo Diamond League uh, 1500 as well. So he's obviously in, in great shape. And then Joe Klecker comes through with a shiny new outdoor PB. Um, and I think he was seventh. Yeah, seven, yeah. 12.55. 12.55. Um, I mean, incredible race from Joe. And I think he was pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, he was. And Woody, but like, I think it was, was it how many guys were under 13 in that race? 13. 13. That's Pre- previous crazy. Previous record was 11. That's crazy. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and like, just off the picture of it, if we're thinking about, obviously, we've got July coming up with USA Trials. That 5K team, bro. The 5K team for the US is going to be the hardest team to make. There's going to be a really good guys that are going to be left off that team. Sub-13 guys, potentially. Well, there are four four guys in the field that have broken 13, and none of them are Abdi Hamid. <laughs> yeah, and Abdi Hamid's, you know, probably probably a sub-13 guy himself just off of his performance with a 13.05 with a huge four at yeah, the start. Why, Abdi Hamid could still finish with a four. Come on, Andreas. Should have got up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Wasn't it? laughs> I wonder if, how, if he was like... Yeah, but he fought at the start. I'd be having fought yeah, at the start. At the end, maybe a bit defeated. It was also but a pretty, pretty dramatic fall. It was a pretty big yeah, fall. It, uh, he got clipped up. Joe said he stepped in his calf when he was running over him. Yeah, yeah Joe's dude. Yeah. Not that it was Joe's fault. I think it was someone else's fault. No, it was, yeah. was Mel Meg. Mel Meg cut in. And... <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like something he would do. <laughs> no, Look, so well, is was... this racing? It's just racing. Like, I don't think Mel Meg meant to cause a, a, like a, a, an incident, but he did cut in if you watch the video and Andreas got clipped up he and fell. He means to cause a collision. No, he yeah, just cut in. Someone also bumped Mel Meg, though, because I, I did some analysis on it. And who, who bumped Mel Meg? Because I can't remember who it was, but I was like, <laughs> I mean, was was crop in the race? It might have been him, but I was like, because I was like, oh my god, it was Mo. But then I was like, no, like he, someone cut in on Mo, so then he cut in. It was kind of like he a cut in, yeah. Effect, yeah. Is this what happened in the world final too, with a hundred to go? Mm, no, I think that one was Mo's fault. <laughs> <laughs> that one was Mo's fault. Um, but, but yeah, it was an amazing race. What do you think, Lu- Louis G third? Place yeah, Louis G third. Louis G just stamping. His name is like top five in the world in the 5K, maybe more than top five. We'll see if he ends up on that podium, I guess. But yeah, I think exactly the same as you guys. The one thing that's really interesting to me is, do you guys think we should be reading into like, like, because Grant Fisher, I mean, I think he could have maybe medaled last year in the 5K and he was he was one of the best in the 5K and him and Mo were back maybe a little more than you would have thought based on their PBs and how they've done previously at World Champs and stuff. And it's, I mean, there's still a lot of season left and it's, it's really interesting with the Bauman guys, like, because oftentimes, yeah, they're not quite in like the form right now that they end up being when the world champs rolls around. I'm not sure if like should be reading into it or not because yeah, USA is only a month away. Like, I mean, you got to be in pretty good shape pretty soon and they're obviously in amazing shape, but maybe it's just, I don't know, that kind of race sharpness or something because they still did amazing. Like, I'm not trying to say that their performances were bad, but yeah, what Ooh. did you guys think <laughs> They both said that, quote, well, I guess not full quotes because this is through a couple of people, but, quote, maybe Jerry will think that, or maybe this will show that, Jerry, that we need to be altitude. (laughs) Oh, that is the crazy thing, that they haven't been up in five. This is, like, the first time that they haven't been at altitude in the spring. Like, normally they go to Park City pretty much every single April. We should get get Jerry on that for a comment. Yeah, <laughs> and we we know we are we asked him we asked him he said he, no he, comment he, he, he said, said no, no comment, comment but in general I I do think that like if, if you look at last year Grant Fisher crushes the American record in the 10k runs the American record in the 5k um, looking into worlds 
But he ran the 5K too. Yeah, no, and 3K. And 3K, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So if you look at Into Worlds, he was in pretty fucking amazing shape. Mohamed the same, broke the Canadian record in the 10K. So like they were on a different level last year. This year, they did run probably the deep, in the deepest race that they'll possibly run before Worlds. So honestly, I don't think they're in a bad position. I think it's like a good position to grow from, particularly as athletes. Like sometimes it's good to have either you get you know, validated by an amazing performance, so you get a kick in the ass. I think either way, it's going to motivate you towards um, your primary goal, which is Budapest. And obviously for them, USH, US champs for, for Grant. But I think Grant, I, I would say maybe this is, a, this is a bit of an Ollie hot take, but I think Grant should be nervous because a month, a month isn't that long. And you've got these guys that are just crushing it right now. Like, you, I don't think Joe Klecker... Like, how Woody, is he going to beat Woody? Unless, I mean, I guess yeah. he's, he would try and drop Joe, Woody. Joe, yeah, and Woody but... Joe, Woody, and Abdi Hamid, man. I, I, those guys, uh, like they want it. They're running ridiculously well. They've run well indoors. They're just showing form right now. Like Grant, yeah, I, I think obviously they're looking, a lot can happen in a month. Maybe I should redact my statement, but it's still like I, I would be a bit worried personally. Because the USA team is never hard to make. You never take it for granted. Joe has never taken it for granted. He's gotten th- third at the Olympic Games and like that. I mean, Olympic trials, sorry. <laughs> Olympic Games. Olympic trials. And that was huge for him. And then ever since then, like the, he has confidence. But it's just it's the hardest team to make. So, yeah, if I was Grant, I'd be a little nervous, to be honest, personally. But I don't think, he's, I don't think he doesn't have the ability to run um, something amazing and crush it to the rest of the season, make the team and everything like that. But like, Definitely, like the USA team is is crazy, man. Yeah, everyone's just making jumps, and the thing is now is they all have really good closes as well. That's mm. like the other big thing is like yeah, Woody, be... <laughs> Woody's gross is fucked, bro. They all have really good. Even Joe, Joe's there. closing super well. Like he got yeah, but he got tripped up, but he still closed well. Like that's really yeah, impressive. Some people can't do that. They can't come yeah. back from like a, a stagger like that. So, and 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 like Abdi Hamid fell over and ran thirteen oh five. Like that dude's also like hungry for a team, you know. It's just, it's gonna be really interesting. I hope they're all in it with a lap to go. Oh god, it's gonna be great racing to watch. I'm so Me glad too. I'm an American. I can watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. So it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. An amazing 5K. We hyped it up and it definitely delivered, especially in the racing. I'm actually am happy that it, the pacing was slow because it resulted in this amazing race where they still ran really quick. They didn't break the world record or anything, but they still ran really quick and it's just so good. The man Mo Katia got the win. Vamos. Vamos. Did you Vamos? He I, I don't even know if we want to talk about Mo Katia or not. Oh um, did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say you, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Go look at his Instagram. <laughs> go look at his Instagram. Look at his yeah, comments because yeah. Some people it, it, it's honestly of, yeah. It, it it made me more of a fan of him after seeing that. We should say just briefly for people that are listening that haven't seen it. So he is accused of doing drugs online a lot, and he responded to one of them, which is just on like Google a, Translate. Google Translate. Was Google he Translate. Google translated uh, a paragraph about how this man was pretty much jealous or envious of him, and he asked him to. Um, he was calling him a loser, saying that he's a winner. He said, ask your wife <laughs> or your girlfriend if she would prefer to be with a winner. And he pretty much just said he's going he's, he's gonna to take this guy's wife. He said, I'm going to take your wife. Don't call me a drug cheat. So, Oh, man. It was so good. <laughs> so good. It was very silly. Very silly. Uh, good old social media stuff. But yeah. Yeah, an amazing Florence Diamond League. 
shout out to all our teammates who raced so well there. It was so awesome to see. As Oli said, the level just continues to be set at such so high. So yeah, that's kind of our race recaps. The only other things that we have to preview in this episode is the 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 other big race for the Coffee Club Shark Club Huge. coming Huge up. Um, our biggest is, race, the biggest race so far. <laughs> so, Kev, oh, do you want to you want to preview it, George? Uh, sure. Uh, main man Kev, Kevin, uh, our Coffee Club athlete, one and only. Uh, who we've been? How long have we been coaching, Kev? What are Let's we? Say three weeks? weeks. Three weeks in. Is this gonna be three weeks? I think this is the third yeah. week. Either starting the th- three or starting the fourth week? Starting the third week or the fourth week? Racing this week. First race in the... Not in the kit, actually. Hopefully in some uh, piece of Cov Club branded um, attire in the Wisco Mile this Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. I don't know when or <laughs> anything else about it. But Somewhere in Wisconsin. Like, yeah, I know, I've heard about it for a few years because Bosley would go back and do it. And I think we, uh, old mate Olin, I'm sure has done it in the last few years. Um, and not sure what our expectations are, but he's been crushing workouts and he's been feeling good. Don't know what kind of shape he's in, honestly. I don't know. That's the beauty of being a coach. Yeah. The beauty of being a coach is you, I'm confident you're, in my you're confident in the ability of them to produce great weeks of training, great three weeks. But what is the result going to be? We're just going to have to let it sit with the gods. Yeah, let it sit with the gods. So we're very excited. It's for only that. up to, only up to them. So, yeah, and I'm the goal is sub. We sub four twenty. Coaching athlete, is, you guys will be shared, sharing the power. Yeah, but I'm hoping he's in a good heat. Yeah, if he's in a good mm. heat, it'll be good. I'm, I wish I was there and I could have the watch and just run around and just yard like Ritz. They were like, good, good. <laughs> just like trying to get, he's going, fuck off. Like, we just record him a pre recorded music. <laughs> yeah. Before the race. Yeah. That's yeah, Obviously, the goal is sub 420 by the end of the summer. Um, we're not sure if if that's this weekend or another weekend. What happens if that's this weekend? We're the, we're the best coaches <laughs> ever. It's like three weeks and we've already run it. We've got to reassess the goals. <laughs> yeah. We've got to reassess the goals. I could see it happening, you know, because he pretty much before he came to us just did a ton of threshold work and now we're just sharpened up a little bit. That's a recipe for success. That is, a recipe. So, that is the, the, the textbook recipe to success there in that, in that mile. So, so we'll yeah, see. We'll Very see. excited for that. And then we haven't even talked about it. We're just full, like a non college running podcast now though, but the answer to blaze starts this week. Um, I would ask you guys to do predictions, but I don't know who's running. So I'm just going to say Dylan Jacobs is going to win everything. I don't know. For Dylan think? Jacobs, five ten. Duncan Hamilton, Steve Ball, and he's probably going to win USA's now. 15 guy. 15. From OK State, the Moroccan guy. No, I'm picking Colin Salami in the 15. Colin Salami? He's got mm. wheels. Okay. Also, okay. Also, Is he a true I'm picking, I'm pick, I'm picking, yeah, uh, I'm picking Caitlin Tui for the 100 up. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big upset. 100 up, Caitlin um, Yeah. Yeah. Now we we've been we've been a bit slack on the NCAA, but to to be fair, like I feel like um, it's it's been a bit under the radar personally. Even yeah, like too much other exciting stuff. stuff. There's too much other stuff going on. Mm. But I am really excited. I actually am sad because we're going to be asleep when the NCAA is going to be going on, which is the most exciting thing is actually watching um, the racing because it is amazing uh, racing to watch. So 
But yeah. I'm hopefully looking forward to watching the highlights and the replays. And yeah. uh, it's always an ex- it's always an exciting time NCAA's. So looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck to our Wisconsin boys. You know who you yeah, are. Yeah, boys. Uh, uh, Spencer? We have Spencer, Jackson, Spencer I think Bob. Jackson. Bob's in the ten k, ten k, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, very excited to see how it as well. More guys in NAU got to nationals. Really? Yeah. That's because that's because Michael's too busy just creating uh twelve fifty two guys now. <laughs> yeah. He should. He's, he's not. He's not a college coach anymore. He's just a. Uh, he's a collective coach, at this point yeah. in the year. Don't don't Seriously. tell NAU I said that. Yeah. That's shit. off the books. That's off don't, the books. Don't, don't let the team hear that. Don't let the team hear that. They'll be pissed. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> You're gonna get in trouble for that. Looking around, George, and being is, gonna, George, George, George is going to get a message from Mike Smith. Why is Ollie always hating on me, man? Like, yeah. no, like, Michael Smith just text George, call me now. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to sort out this Ollie thing, man. But uh, yeah, I love into Michael. the place, don't we all? What, what a great preview! Shit, we yeah. got bad jobs. <laughs> all right, so no, honestly, though, the previews we never do well, but I, I think after the races happen, we definitely when we watch them, we give much more of a better, better intake. I think intake. Hot ta- intake, <laughs> intake of the races, hot takes out. Yeah, that works. I like it. Outtake, that's outtake. Our new, that's our new catchphrase. Give good yeah. intakes. But with that, um, is there anything else from you guys over in St. Moritz? No, it's getting dark. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah getting we're, probably, dark. We're, we're probably missing out Mario Kart right so, now. Yeah, we've got to hit some Mario Kart. But hit then, the sticks. Um, try and lose to Yard a couple of times and then go to bed. Sounds yeah, like Yard, Yard just has a classic. Great goes, evening. It's pretty simple if you think about it. Yeah, he also hates us when if we try and like make it less than 200 cc. Yeah. He says it's so boring. Or we or we do baby park. We do baby park like this seven lap small course where Colin, George, and I would just like red shell yard to oblivion. <laughs> That's what you got to do. It's the only way. Goes, oh my god. Anyway, yeah, I think yeah. that's it from yeah. us. Well, best Very of luck good. this uh, on Saturday, George. Be cheering for you and uh, just good luck with the training and enjoy Sam Ritz, boys. Wish I was there with you, but. Uh, and that right there is episode 89 of the coffee club podcast thank you very much for everyone for listening wish you all the best and hope to see you guys all again next week see ya